0: Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason Mann, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Doing uh, doing wonderfully. Um, we uh, recently, of course, has been a, a pretty busy uh, week with the uh, trade deadline and other crazy things uh, going on, and uh, it was quite enjoyable, but one thing that we definitely wanted to get into that uh, may have been a little bit lost in the shuffle was the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame announced its finalists.
2: Yeah, it's uh, an interesting class as well. I mean, we're, we're starting to get to this point as well, at least for my um, age group, where I'm starting to see guys now, you know, in these classes that are guys that I have vivid memories of, which hadn't really happened for a long time. I and mean, there'd been, you know, a few guys that I grew up, you know, watching a little bit, but some of these guys we're going to mention here, I have like super vivid memories of and were guys that I grew up with. So unfortunately, I'm uh, feeling extra depressed now when I read this list of guys that are up for the Hall of Fame, but uh, it's definitely a unique list and a fun list. Of course, right. the uh, uh, yes. Wayland Baptist University, one of my favorites. I actually went there, um, of course, during uh, during the, right. yeah, during the were... run of uh, of ten, you know, AAU national championships. So,
0: yeah, you were there every year, obviously. Yes,
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have no idea when they won their <laughs> title. Probably like what, like nineteen ten? Like I have no idea when uh, uh, Wayland probably like University yeah, won. Yeah, their, I, I don't know, <laughs> but, anyway. their titles, but yeah, go on.
0: Yes. So, yeah, the, the, um, so it is mostly non NBA. Of course, we will not get into, uh, those since that's outside of our mandate. But, um, 28 year NBA referee Hugh Evans, I don't have opinions about whether a referee should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Um, Rebecca Lobo, uh, kind of strange that she's not already in, but, uh, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm sure she'll, uh, get in. Uh, Raleigh Massimino, the v- Villanova coach, um, former, uh, coach of Baylor, Kim Mulkey, uh, Bill Seth self, the Kansas coach, of course, um, the all-time winning is boy high school coach, Robert Hughes, uh, the aforementioned Muffet McGraw, the three-time, uh, college coach of the year from Notre Dame, Bo Ryan, the Wisconsin, uh, coach, um, and, uh, all, and also, as you mentioned, the Wayland Baptist University, 10-time AAU national champions. So and these will be uh the winners of course will be chosen uh april 3rd right before the ncaa title game so we, we may have a little bit more on that uh when that occurs but uh the nba players the the ones that we uh of course uh, again within our mandate um the list is uh, tracy mcgrady chris weber Sidney Moncrief, uh tim hardaway and Rudy Tomjanovich. And uh, the first three we've done shows, they they were all part of our Top 50 series, so we're, we're not going to get too in-depth in them, just talk a little bit about kind of the main stuff and whether we think they should be in or not. Uh, and the other guys will get into slightly more depth since we have not discussed uh, their Hall of Fame cases, you know, with any, uh, uh, any strong, but... So the the first player, you know, you told me that you thought that we had a uh, a difference of opinion about this where I I felt strongly that he should be in. You were a little bit more skeptical as we did the research. I don't know if you've necessarily changed your mind on that or if you uh, feel like uh, he should be in.
2: Yeah, I've changed my mind a little bit. And I think one of the big reasons that I have is... Initially, when I think of Tracy McGrady and I think of his NBA career, I think of, oh man, you know, he just got cut short, you know, was only good for, you know, a handful of years or whatever. But when you really look at his career, I mean, there, there's a good eight, uh, you know, at eight to maybe 10, you can maybe stretch it out to 10 years where he was awesome, like a very good player. Eight years where he was incredible, like, top-level score, you know, fantastic part of, you know, the, the leader of his team and in, in some ways, whether the team had the success that, you know, you would want for, whatever, that's that's irrelevant, but he was still, you know, for those eight years, was just an elite NBA player. I guess I didn't realize that there was that many years. To me, like, I kind of think of him like, yeah, 2003, he kind of emerged, and then, you know, by 2007, 2008, you know, he was kind of on the downswing, but, you know, we forget that, you know, he comes into the league in 1998 uh, as a high schooler, you know, not really doing much that first year, but by the year 2000, his last year with Toronto, he's already like a very good player like a very solid player moves on to Orlando of course then becomes a, a star there moves to you know Houston he's, he's great there for the few years that him and uh, Yao are both healthy so I guess to me like I, I and it's probably my problem or, or my fault or whatever I just don't think of him as having a very long NBA career but when you really look at it I mean he has a very you know a, a decently long career with a decent you know amount of, of accumulated stats or whatever um so the idea that he just was a kind of this flash in the pan for a few years is just, is just not fair and maybe I was guilty of sort of thinking that he was just that, you know, four or five year flash in the pan type guy when he, he's absolutely not that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he definitely did not have the longevity of, you know, the Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant, you know, even Vince Carter. Um, uh, but he absolutely, you, you know, I, I think his... Peak is very close to Kobe's peak. He may have even been, you know, his best season may may even been slightly better than Kobe's uh, best season. And and I I do think there is, if you look at like how his five year peak compares to other greats at the same age, which is about age twenty one to twenty five. I mean, you know, he's on the list with guys, um, LeBron, Durant, Julius Irving, Jordan, Oscar Robertson, Kareem, Wilt, and Shaq. I mean, that that that's the club that he's in in terms of guys who. You know, have, um, you know, win shares uh, per 48, you know, uh, around um, 0.2, who have, you know, PER around um, 27 and have um, uh, points per game around 27 as well. So that that is obviously a, a, a very small club. And uh, he is definitely, you know, in that club. So um, it, we're going to have to, I, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I, I'd be interested in trying to figure out at some point doing a project on um, players and looking at their five-year peaks or so and, you know, comparing, you know, obviously we've, we've done, you know, we've looked in our top 50 project and considered, you know, their entire career, but actually looking at like that slice of like the best five years of everyone's career and, and, and kind of getting a sense of whether that changes our mind on any kind of historical ranks or anything like that. And, and I think the Tr- Tr-
2: McGrady would definitely benefit from that kind of analysis. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that was really opening for me is that, you know, you talked about a guy like a Vince Carter, who, who I think is, is a no doubt, you know, hall of Famer or whatever Vince Carter, you know, even though he had that longevity that you're talking about, he had 54 total win shares. And I know win shares isn't the be all end all, but I'm just using this one example. Uh, McGrady has like fifty so it's like even though Vince played you know all those more years than, than Tracy they're still not that far away in terms of win shares I mean they're one like decent season uh, apart from each other so that was kind of startling as well and and it really just looking at those few seasons that Tracy had particularly that 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 03 season with Orlando and then the, the year after that as well I mean that is a next level elite like all-time great season there and, and yeah I think his longevity and, and his peak because that, that's a big thing for me when, when I look at you know baseball hall fan, fame which I'm very interested in in kind of the history of that one of my big things that i always argue is well let's look at the peak of a guy like maybe not necessarily what they did you know in their first two years or their last five years or whatever but what were their peak what was their seven uh and that's usually the the, the one that you know jay jaffe who who does the great jaws stat for baseball i'm getting into baseball now so i don't well, even talk about it but uh he looks at seven-year peaks as like a big important part of the guy's hall of fame things and if you look at mcgrady's seven-year peak or as you mentioned five-year peak it's incredible and he absolutely deserves um any honors that he gets mm-hmm. Uh, from there, of course, it is the Basketball Hall of Fame, so he doesn't get a whole lot extra for because he didn't wasn't in college and, and didn't do that sort of thing. But still, I, I I have changed my mind and I do think he he absolutely belongs.
0: Yeah, and and the playoff players to me, I mean, it, it's it's an issue. It, it, you know, as uh, Seth Partner always like to say, it's not nothing, but I do think that it. Um... I, you look at the teams that he was on and I, he was never really in a situation where his team should have won a series or, you know, uh, lost to a team that has significantly better or, you know, worse talent. I mean, it was just a situation where he just generally wasn't on very good teams. But I think, I think his play, you know, he was versatile at all kinds of different things. He was, you know, in, in his prime, a pretty good defender, a great passer, you know, good rebounder, a great scorer, efficient, uh, also great volume scorer, great shot maker, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's you know, and even like I said, even though the longevity isn't there, he still has, he's pretty good in the advanced. He's 88th all time in win shares. He's 26th in all time in box score plus or minus, which is post 74, but that's still, you know, a very good club 38th all time in MVP award shares, which, um, Justin Willard has suggested is a really good way of looking at players historically so I wanted to include that as well and and 30th all-time in PER so I mean yeah I I I think the numbers are there all the all the uh basically every element except for the um except for the lack of playoff success and and I guess in theory the lack of longevity although you you, you know you you compare him to an early generation the longevity isn't really seriously that lacking it's just more the generation that he's part of it's where it makes a difference. So, uh, so next is, uh, is Chris Weber and, um, you you know, he's another guy who, um, you know, maybe slightly underachieved in his uh, career, at least the perception of what he was going to be because he was just this, uh, Uh, You know, he was this great, skilled big man who was a great passer and, uh, you know, a very good scorer and, you know, did all these wonderful things. Uh, He had a very good NBA career, of course, as we've mentioned before, you know, all his years with with Sacramento and, you know, uh, leading that team. Although I do think that was more... You know, I mean, he was the key player in that team, but they had a lot of really good players. They were they were more of a balanced team rather than being, you know, Chris Weber and, you know, his teammates. It was more, Chris Weber was part of this, you know, great band of players, you know, obviously with Vlade, you know, um, Paya, uh, you
2: know, guys like that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, he was a big part of, the, of what made them get to that next level, but I feel like, you know, without him, they still would have been to a certain I mean, he, he was one of the big parts of making the whole thing go, but, but yeah. it's, I, you know what I mean? Like, he's not necessarily like they would not be ruined without him. He wasn't like, they couldn't do anything without him. They could still do some stuff without him, but he was definitely a key component of that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, and I mean, he was the most important, but it was, it was not like, you know, Shaq on the Lakers were, you know, the, the, Lakers were unimaginable, you know, it was unimaginable for them to have, in his, to have that level success with Shaq. They could have replaced Weber with, you know, maybe Rashid Wallace or somebody like that and, and probably been close to as good, you, that's more kind of what I am saying, at least right, right. you know, uh, but, but yeah, he was excellent. I, I still think, um, especially if you want to add, you know, the university of Michigan years you know, the two final four appearances and stuff like that. Not, not that that's in our purview necessarily, but I do think, you know, that, that, um, adds to boost. And obviously the fab five was, you know, incredibly influential. Um, obviously there was some controversy with the, you know, the later revelations of what went on there. But I, uh, I, I think that, you know, he's, um, even though you know the longevity is there the, the the win share totals he's like only 128th all time which is a little bit low but the other stuff you know he's 52nd in PER he's 33rd in boxer plus minus 51st in, in mvp awards i think those numbers are all you know strong enough where i i think these it has a pretty strong case certainly yeah i think i think it adds to his resume more than anything which is important right it, yes yes and then, um, and, and then Cindy McCreef, who, who, you know, we, uh, talked about previously, but, you know, a, uh, a five time All Star, two time Defensive Player of the Year, four times on the All Defensive team, and was a, uh, uh, once on the All NBA first team, four times on the second team. So, you know, one of the great guards of his decade. Spent almost his entire career with the E-Bucks, who, as we've mentioned many times, are kind of the overlooked team of that decade, but had a lot of success. Um, Uh, You know, I I think he's one of the... He's been overlooked for a long time, obviously, because he retired, you know, 1990, 91. and, um, you know, he was just such a great uh, two way guard, you know, just a, a great perimeter defender and a very good scorer and, you know, good passer. Um, even without the longevity, I think he's easily should be in, and he's, he's one of the, you know, most notorious admissions in
2: for the Hall of Fame, and, and should definitely be in this year. Absolutely, yeah. Let's let's keep fingers crossed that he does get in, because yeah, he did, horrible admission. We've talked about him many times before. I mean, absolutely should be in.
0: So someone who I think is, has a really interesting case is uh, Tim Hardaway, uh, 2000 Olympics, um, five-time all-star. He had uh, five all-NBA teams, including one year on the first team. So more than I kind of would have expected, actually. Um, obviously, he had some great years early on with the Warriors, very fast-paced team, and then later with the uh, Miami Heat, more of a you know, grinded-out slow team. Um, you know, of all, I I did sort of a search of looking at him compared to all the other guards in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he has the 19th best Winchester 48, the 15th best PER, uh, the 6th best blocks for plus minus of all those players. And there's a lot of older players on the list, so that's, you know, that's excluding anyone after 74. But it's even better than John Stockton's, which shocked me, you know, given what, uh, you know, advanced test profile that Stockton has and, you know, the defensive reputation and all of that. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I, I'm not 100% sure I would say yes on Hardaway, but I'm definitely leaning that way.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm still... A little on the fence with him. I want to do a little bit more research and dig a little bit deeper. It doesn't jump off the page as much as I kind of thought a Tim Hardaway should, and I think there's uh, there's some issues with, with kind of high-end play and, and peaks and all that sort of things, but uh, it is kind of, I, I don't know, it's just, it feels like he should be, but I guess, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of conflicted on him. I do want to do a little bit more research or at least read some more things. Uh, About him uh, initially. And and of course, without knowing his his college run, which of course you said is is not in our peer review. So I don't know exactly, but yeah, not a lot jumping off at the page, but seems like he should be in the contention. But I don't know. He's going to take a little bit more work, I think.
0: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, he he did average more than 20 points a game for, for four years. So, you know, he was a leading scorer. You know, he. I mean, I, I do think he did things to carry a team. He was more of a, you know, he was less of like the, you know, the, the the prime star of his team and more of, you know, kind of along with a collection of stars having successful teams, you know, both in Miami and obviously the run TMC years. So um, I do think he has a better case than Mitch Richmond who was in, which, you know, isn't necessarily like, I, I don't necessarily think we should, you know, pick um, a guy just because he's better than, uh, you know, a guy who I think may not belong. I I have sort of been convinced by Curtis Harris in recent years to be more of a. For a while, I I was kind of. I still do think the basketball hall of fame is silly in a lot of ways, but I I was you know of the case of being a you know a you know you have to be elite to be in the hall of fame. I, I've kind of opened up more to the idea of it being you know a little more broad, a little bit more about just celebrating the history and getting yeah. guys who are meaningful and and, and all that. So. Actually, I'm totally fine with him in. I don't necessarily, you know, need to have him in. I don't necessarily think he is absolutely, you know, um, has to be in. But I, I think it'd be neat if he obviously did go in. Certainly, yeah. And then last, Rujem um, who was nominated as a coach, not a player, which is important. But although we talk about him a little bit as a uh, as a player, and you know, he did have a, a a pretty good playing career. He, he is 225th all time in PER, 199th in wind chairs, which is a little bit better than I expected. Um, not in the top 250 in you know box minus, but that was introduced about halfway through his career. Um, you know, and and may have had a, a stronger, it certainly would have had a strong career if it had not been, of course, for the, you know, the, the, the punch by, um, current Washington and, you know, that, the fact that that derailed his career and then he was never quite the same player, um, after that, but had some good years with the uh, Rockets right before then they, you know, made the conference finals and he was an important part of that and was, you know, a uh, high pick. But uh, again, this is more about judging him among coaches And, and, and I thought it was interesting, I looked at the, you know, he's 27th all time in coaching wins. And I, and I looked at the list of, um, uh, you know, of, 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 of uh, coaches with more
2: wins than him that are not in.
0: And it was a larger list than I expected.
2: Yeah, the list, uh, here here are the guys, Um, George Carl, Greg Popovich, Rick Adelman, Bill Fitch, Dick Mata, Cotton Fitzsimmons, uh, Doc Rivers, Gene Shue, John McClain, uh, Rick Carlisle, Mike Fratello, Flip Saunders, Doug Moe, Mike Dunleavy, Al Adels, and Del Harris. Yeah, I would not have, some of these guys, yeah, but I don't know if I would have thought that Del Harris had more or uh, even a Mike Dunleavy. Or even a Doug Moe, I would not have thought. And it's kind of interesting, too, that that Rick Carlisle and Doc Rivers guys, you know, current coaches that that are ahead of him as well. Yeah, kind of shocking, too. I mean, we look at the two titles, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of overall wins, there's a lot of those guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame either for their coaching. So it's very interesting. Yeah, and and Greg Popovich, obviously, and Doc Rivers
0: will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. And and Rick Carlisle would assume as well. Um, Of guys who have won championship, obviously, Popovich winning multiple championships. The the other guys who have won championships who are are not in, Bill Fitch... uh, uh, Dick Mata, and Al Adels. Uh, Gene Shu has been to two finals. The other guys have, uh, I, I don't believe, have, have been to the finals. So, yeah. Um you know obviously he has two championships that's more than that um it's a little bit lower than i would have expected i mean you know if you're just kind of considering everything in the and as a whole you know he he had a pretty good career at the university of michigan nothing that exceptional but he he was a very good player was a high draft pick and all that he also you know was the coach of the uh, 2000 olympic team and um i guess he's one of three coaches to lead a team to an nba championship and an olympic gold medal which yeah i mean that's something special i um like he's another one where i'm fine if he goes in i don't necessarily think he absolutely has to go in but um he was important in the history of the game in uh, in many ways, so I, I think including him would be great in honoring those, you know, Rockets teams that you know obviously had Drexler and O'Juean, but not initially. I, I don't believe they had any other Hall of Famers, so um, you know maybe that's another way of you know giving some uh, credit to uh, that team. So it'd be nice for Rockets fans, I'm sure. You know he was with the organization for so long, but um, it, it's not a slam dunk for him. But it's totally fine if he
2: makes it. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, yeah, he, he he was not as much of a because initially when the list came out i was like yeah rudy for sure but now you know doing a little bit more research and a little bit digging yeah it's interesting and and, and what is also going to be fascinating to see is how much people weigh the playing career i mean obviously like you said not not a not a no doubter be if, if you add his playing career in there but it certainly does help the resume and gives him a little bit of padding over some other coaches as well but uh the two titles are going to ring very strong and i i, I think he he, he is going to make it pretty easily but uh as far as what i vote for him i i'm a little on the fence right now leaning yes but but i could be convinced otherwise i think
0: Yeah, um... It's hard because the Hall of Fame just seems to make um, decisions that I, I don't I, I always understand. We you know, we we've, we've did a, a big episode with Curtis Harris uh, looking back at or you know, looking kind of at what we would do with the Hall of Fame if we had the chance to uh, reform it or change it or create a new one, and uh, and we all agreed that they have made you know some inexplicable decisions over the years. So um, who knows? I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, it'd be, it'd be nice. for All these guys, um, I, I'd totally be fine if if they were um, in, but we'll. See, yeah, I I think the fact that Bill Fitch and, um... Is not in is and and Dick Mata and Al Adels. I mean, Al Adels had a great, um, you know, playing career, very good coaching career, and and you know, pretty good career as an executive, and he's not in. So, um, that that was a big surprise to me. I kind of figured he was, um, already in. So, it, it's always puzzling. I'm like, oh, he's not in. Oh, he's in. It, it's such a uh, of the, I, I bet if you know, like I said, if uh, Rugen Davis had been a college coach, he probably would have already been in. You know, if, like he'd won two NCAA championships, like he'd already, uh, you know, and been re- retired for this long, he'd already be in. But, you know, for some reason, NBA you know coaches don't get the same kind of uh respect but you know whatever that's that's a rant for another <laughs> yeah. day we don't we don't need to we don't need to um you know uh rant about that forever because who wants to listen
1: to that <laughs> nobody not me i don't want to listen to it right. maybe other people do but uh, me, probably not all right Fair <laughs> enough. thank you
2: honesty it's a, we're we're built on honesty this relationship so
0: we're, we are we, de- we, we definitely need to have uh, honesty so i uh i appreciate that All right. Well, uh, speaking of honesty, uh, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We're listening to your podcast. We uh, rely on them for uh, our ego and also to help us spread the word of the uh, podcast with others to increase the visibility and popularity of it. We've gotten some awesome reviews and ratings on iTunes. So if you uh, like what we do, there is nothing more uh, that you can do to help us. Nothing – more, better that you can do to help us
2: than to uh give us a rating review there we, we literally use it as sustenance for our lives like i, I will i cannot wake up unless there's a new itunes review like it, it is literally the energy that i use uh to, to wake up every day so
0: yes so if you want rich to wake up tomorrow then uh
2: please <laughs> leave us a
0: uh, rating and exactly. review um also you know you can find us on uh, facebook and twitter at over and back nba and if you want to uh uh, you know give us some feedback uh give us some show ideas we've been doing these little uh, mini shows called uh, ask over and back uh, now at bumpers.fm uh, we'll include links to that on our facebook and twitter pages as well so if you want to ask us a question qu- and uh, just want a little mini show to give us an answer just uh send it to us you can use the hashtag ask over and back or if you don't we'll figure it out either way um and um what else Rich? what did i forget
2: uh, I think that's it. yeah I think uh, you got the yeah no I think you got it. So. Oh yeah and we, you can find us of course
0: at the step back at dot as well. So you should uh, go there and check out all the other great uh, content, all the other good podcasts and articles and everything else that we're proud to uh, be a part of there to do a great job and we're uh, it's excellent to be a part of. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll back again soon.